0: I like what I said there at the end of the video about how it reminds us to be thankful that God sent Jesus. Now, in the coming days, I imagine that we'll all be thinking and talking about things that we're thankful for. And in fact, even tonight, we'll have an opportunity to do that. But I want to take a few minutes just right now in the spirit of thanksgiving to turn our attention to the glory of God, which should also fill us with gratitude. This month here at Freedon's Church, We've been in a series called Blessings, a study of biblical benedictions. And tonight I'm just going to talk for a couple of minutes about a benediction from 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. It says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now this benediction has three parts, each distinguished by a different member of the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And each member of the Trinity then has a characteristic associated with them in this benediction. It begins by saying, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I was thinking about it. I think this phrase, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, really captures well two of the most distinctive characteristics of Christianity, which are grace and Jesus. I mean, grace is just amazing. A few years ago, Philip Yancey wrote a book, called What's So Amazing About Grace? In, In the introduction, he writes, As a writer, I play with words all day long. I toy with them, listen for their overtones, crack them open, and try to stuff my thoughts inside. I found that words tend to spoil over the years, like old meat. Their meaning rots away. Consider the word charity, for instance. When King James translators contemplated the highest form of love, they settled on the word charity to convey it. Nowadays, we hear the scornful protest, I don't want your charity. Perhaps I keep circling back to grace, because it is one grand theological word that is not spoiled. I call it the last best word, because every English usage I can find retains some of the glory of the original. I think about grace is glorious. It's a gift that's given that is completely undeserved. But it is so good. And grace is what Jesus gave us on the cross. His grace saves us. And His grace also sustains us day by day. I think of the Apostle Paul where just one chapter earlier in 2 Corinthians shared about a deep struggle that he was facing in his life. And he said that Jesus did not take that struggle away. But instead, Jesus said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made effective in your weakness. So it shows that Jesus' grace sustains us, and it saves us. And grace is very distinctive when you consider the perspective of various world religions. Because every other religion besides Christianity, when it talks about trying to, how, how to have a relationship with God, it focuses on things that we do, works that we do, to try to get favor in God's sight, where Christianity is based on grace. For it is by grace you've been saved, Paul says in in Ephesians 2. So grace is a very distinctive characteristic of Christianity, as is Jesus. Jesus is God in human form, and that makes him unlike anyone else in world history. He is utterly unique, and he is the one who most powerfully displayed and secured God's grace for us. The benediction that we're studying just briefly here begins saying the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. This idea of grace coming from Jesus is the most common benediction by far in the New Testament. In fact, of the Apostle Paul's 13 letters recorded in the New Testament, a of them and... With talking about God, the grace of Jesus coming to us. Let me just give you the examples. Romans sixteen verse twenty says, "The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you." First Thessalonians five twenty eight says the exact same thing. First Corinthians sixteen twenty three says, "The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you." Galatians six eighteen says, "The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit." Philippians 4:23 and Philemon 25 say the same thing although they exchange uh, our lord for the lord just minor differences with the same overall message 2 Thessalonians 3:18 mirrors 2 Corinthians 13:14 saying the grace of our lord Jesus Christ be with you all now i don't expect that you took notes or even noticed all the distinctions between those but i wanted to make clear how frequently paul delivers benedictions about Jesus's grace. And something else interesting on top of this, if you read the beginning of every single one of Paul's letters, every one of his letters begins with some form of saying grace to you. It's kind of crazy. I looked it up this morning just looking at the beginning of each one of Paul's letters. Every single one at the beginning, the first few verses, has some form of grace to you. It's a big deal, isn't it? Or so Paul thinks. Yet here in 2 Corinthians, Paul expands on the standard benediction by saying the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And so he moves on from the grace of Jesus to the love of God. Now this context is clear that this, uh, this term God is referring to God the Father as it frequently does in other parts of the New Testament as well. And Paul specifically is highlighting the love of God. Now, love is not exclusive to God the Father, just as grace is not exclusive to Jesus. But the Son, God the Son, through Jesus, is the focal point of God's grace. And the Father's love is what compelled him to send Jesus here in the first place. You think of John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So God's love comes to us through Jesus' grace. Now the benediction ends by saying, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So here uh, Paul is referring to the third member of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, and points out the Holy Spirit pulls God and his people close together. The word for fellowship here comes from the Greek word koinonia, which means a warm togetherness. It's this idea of a close relationship, of sharing things in common. And the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of everyone who's a believer in Christ. And he empowers us to share life with one another and with God. The image in my mind here is kind of like a big group hug, where it's the Holy Spirit calling us and pulling us to come together and share together in unity and joy and love. Now each member of the Trinity certainly has more roles than what are listed here in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. But what Paul included in this benediction is enough to reveal the glory of God. It's enough to help us to recognize the amazing blessings that we have to be thankful for in God. And it's enough to help us to feel the smile of God upon us. I talked about this phrase, the smile of God, a few weeks ago when we started this series from Numbers chapter 6 when it talks about uh, the Lord make his face to shine upon you. It's the smile of God upon us. Now here in this passage, it doesn't have quite the warmth and relational nature of Numbers 6, but at the same time you can still see in 2 Corinthians 13, 14 the smile of God when it says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let's pray, and then we're going to move on through our service. Our Father, we thank you for your love, your love that compelled you to send Jesus as a Savior to this world to show grace, an undeserved gift of salvation, sustaining grace that we need in our lives. And we thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that you sent into our lives through faith in you who draws us close to one another and close to you. And Lord, as we go through our lives, as you even go through this week, you've given us many blessings. I know there are also challenges that we face. Some of these challenges are very deep. Paul certainly testified to his own challenges. Lord, I pray that you will remind us, even as we have earthly blessings, we also can have spiritual blessings through Christ. And I pray again that through the rest of this evening, that you will fill us with a sense of gratitude and the greatness of who you are. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite us to stand once more and to sing about counting our blessings. you may be seated we're gonna have an opportunity here in just a minute to count our blessings in essence to share with one another the things that we are thankful to god for so this is one of the special